0: What if the crucifixion holds the key to finding purpose and meaning in your life? Hey, friends, welcome to the New Testament in a Year podcast. This is day 15. We are on Mark chapter 15, and we're going to explore that question through Mark chapter 15. What if the crucifixion holds the key? That magical key to finding purpose and meaning in your life. Let's let's talk about that. Let's explore that in our reading today. So, grab your Bible if you can, and listen closely if you will. Let's read through and explore Mark chapter 15 together. So, in Mark chapter 15, it is led up to by Jesus' betrayal in Mark 14, the Last Supper, and that just emotional prayer in Gethsemane. As we explored that in our previous episode, we now transition into Mark chapter 15, where we are confronted with this reality of Jesus' crucifixion. The crucifixion. We're going to witness, leading up to that, The unjust trial before Pilate, the mocking and abuse by the soldiers, the agonizing journey to Golgotha. The crucifixion itself stands as this poignant reminder of the sacrificial love that compelled Jesus to endure such a suffering. Three key things to look for as we read. That unjust trial and mockery, watch as this injustice that Jesus faces in the trial before Pilate. Watch how he endures mockery by the soldiers and watch ultimately how he responds to this injustice. Look also, as I'm sure you will, the agony of the crucifixion. Following that agonizing journey to Golgotha and the heart-wrenching crucifixion. Think about the profound sacrifice and love that he displayed for us through the ultimate act of selflessness. And then notice the centurion's declaration at the moment of Jesus' death. Think about the impact of that and all those who witnessed his declaration too. So let's watch for that. Let's read Mark chapter 15 together. Verse 1. We're going to read all the way through verse 47. Here's verse 1. As soon as it was morning, having held a meeting with the elders, scribes, and the whole Sanhedrin, the chief priests tied Jesus up, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate. So Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? He answered him, You say so. And the chief priests accused him of many things. Pilate questioned him again. Aren't you going to answer? Look how many things they are accusing you of. But Jesus still did not answer. And so Pilate was amazed. At the festival, Pilate used to release for the people a prisoner whom they requested. There was one named Barabbas who was in prison with rebels who had committed murder during the rebellion. The crowd came up and began to ask Pilate to do for them as was his custom. Well, Pilate answered them, Do you want me to release the king of the Jews for you? For he knew it was because of envy that the chief priests had handed him over. But the chief priest stirred up the crowd so that he would release Barabbas instead. Pilate asked him again, Then what do you want me to do with the one you call the king of the Jews? Again they shouted, Crucify him! Pilate said to them, Why? He has done nothing wrong. But they shouted all the more, Crucify him! Wanting to satisfy the crowd, Pilate released Barabbas to them. And after having Jesus flogged, he handed him over to be crucified. The soldiers led him away into the palace, that is, the governor's residence, and called the whole company together. They dressed him in a purple robe, twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on him, and they began to salute him. Hail, king of the Jews! They were hitting him on the head with a stick and spitting on him. Getting down on their knees, they were paying him him homage. After they had mocked him, they stripped him of the purple robe and put his clothes on him. They let him out to crucify him. They forced a man coming in from the country who was passing by to carry Jesus' cross. He was Simon of the Cyrene, the father of Alexander and Rufus. They brought Jesus to the place called Golgotha, which means place of the skull. They tried to give him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it. Then they crucified him and divided his clothes, casting lots for them to decide what each would get now it was nine in the morning when they crucified him the inscription of the charge written against him was the king of the Jews they crucified two criminals with him one on his right and one on his left those who passed by were yelling insults at him shaking their heads and saying ha the one who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days save yourself by coming down from the cross in the same way, the chief priests with the scribes were mocking mocking him among themselves, saying, He saved others, but he cannot save himself. Let the Messiah, the King of the Israel, come down now from the cross, so that we may see and believe. Even those who, who were crucified with him taunted him. When it was noon, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. And at three, Jesus cried out, with a loud voice, "Eloi, Eloi, Lema Sabachthani, which is translated, My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? When some of those standing there heard this, they said, See, he's calling for Elijah. Someone ran and filled a sponge with sour wine fixed on a stick, offered him a drink and said, Let's see if Elijah comes to take him down. Jesus let out a loud cry and breathed his last. Then the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. When the centurion, who was standing opposite him, saw the way he breathed his last, he said, Truly this man was the Son of God. There were also women watching from a distance. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, the younger and of Joseph and Salome. In Galilee, these women followed him and took care of him. Many other women had come up with him to Jerusalem. When it was already evening, because it was the day of preparation, that is the day before the Sabbath, Joseph Joseph of Arimathea, a prominent member of the Sanhedrin, who was himself looking forward to the kingdom of God, came and boldly went to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. Pilate was surprised that he was already dead. Summoning the centurion, he asked him whether he had already died. When he found out from the centurion, he gave the corpse to Joseph. After he bought some linen cloth, Joseph took him down and wrapped him in the linen. Then he laid him in a a tomb cut out of the rock and rolled a stone against the entrance to the tomb. Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Joseph, were there watching where he was laid. That was Mark 15, Mark chapter 15, the crucifixion of Jesus. As we reflect on this reading of Mark chapter 15, let's consider these moments that we have just experienced and how they can apply to our lives. We understand and know just how powerful the crucifixion is this sacrifice, of this perfect, perfect sacrifice of Jesus for the redemption of our souls, the forgiveness of our sins, for those who believe. We know that that is so important. Let's dig deeper. Let's look at how Jesus faced injustice with grace. How how can we, when we encounter justice, how can we respond with grace and dignity? that Jesus exemplified? That's a challenging question. When we face injustice, usually it brings us to the highest point of anger. Jesus showed us how to act in that situation. Let's look at how we can embrace sacrificial love. That crucifixion challenges us to do that sacrificial love in our relationships and our daily interactions let's look at ways in our lives where we can demonstrate selflessness and sacrificial love and that centurion look how he proclaimed Christ's lordship he made that bold declaration surely this man is the son of God Let us boldly proclaim the lordship of Jesus in our lives. And how can we make Jesus known? Just like the centurion did, in spite of all those that were there mocking him, he saw firsthand and knows and experienced who Jesus is. Many of us listening right now have experienced Jesus and know just what that means to us. Let us be bold and make that proclamation that Jesus is is Son of God. He is king in our lives. Awesome, Awesome. Thank you for joining me in this uh, journey through Mark chapter 15 and as we checked out how we can take this journey towards the crucifixion and what happens thereafter and let it impact our life. Now, as we see in our next chapter, chapter 16, as we wrap up the book of Mark, We're going to see the aftermath of Jesus' crucifixion. Let's see what happens next. I look forward to that and can't wait for you to join me on that journey. So grateful that you do and look forward to our next episode. Have an amazing day and God bless you. Thank you for listening to the New Testament in a Year podcast, where we simply read the Word of God, and we try to unpack it so we can find application in our lives, knowing that there is nothing more powerful than God's Word. You see, Scripture is the only source that teaches us who God is and what God wants of us. My encouragement is that the Word of God will bless you and ultimately bless your friends and family. I'll encourage you to share this podcast with your friends, share it on your social media or by word of mouth. Join in. Let's read the word of God together. And through this, may God be glorified throughout reading, listening, application, and understanding of his word together.